Get ready. You are about to be inspired, encouraged, and blessed by JCK Ministries audio podcast. Live now, your host, JC Kleindienst. Sunday night service. Amen. Now I'm just going to make mention. I feel like preaching this morning. So you're going to get with me. I feel it on me this morning. Let's go. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And finally, in the New Testament, 1 Timothy 3.16. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached into the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in the glory. I want to preach to you a little while on this revelation this morning. The mighty God in Christ. The mighty God in Christ. Amen. Put your Bibles down and raise your hands if you would. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now that the revelation of the oneness of God will flood in this sanctuary. We want to recognize your identity this morning. Those that know their God shall do exploits. And I pray that revelation is strong and loud in this sanctuary. In Jesus' name, I pray. Before you're seated, look at your neighbor and say, there's one God. There's one God. Amen. You may be seated. His heart was beating, sweat was falling, his mission was burning within him. This man's name was Saul. He was headed to Damascus. Acts 9, 1 through 2 shares insight of Saul's mission. Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogue of Damascus so that if any found who were of the way, whether man or woman, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Saul, he wanted to prison, harm, and persecute Christians. With the letters in hand, he was on his way to fulfill his mission. Yet a divine interruption took place. Aren't you thankful for a divine interruption? You were headed one way, but God interrupted and he intervened. So Saul experienced the divine interruption. Acts 9, 3 through 5 declares, and he was approaching Damascus on this mission. A light from heaven suddenly shined down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Verse 5, who are you, Lord? Saul asked, and the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Saul received a transforming revelation that day. Saul went from hurting to helping. Saul went from persecuting to preaching. Saul went from being hell's advocate to heaven's apostle, all because he received a revelation of God's identity. I wish you'd shout yes. 
The Bible said that the scales fell from Saul's eyes. Down went the scales of deception. Down went the scales of religion. Down went the scales, uh, come on, of tradition. Saul now recognized who God is. He's the father of creation. He's the son of redemption. He's the Holy Ghost of regeneration. Saul now understood the one God message and it changed his world I wish you'd shout there's one God and his name is Jesus what we need in this generation what we need in this area what we need in our homes is the revelation of the mighty God in Christ this doctrine is so important that God prescribed a list to his people in Deuteronomy 6 6 through 9 of things he wanted them to do and keep verse 6 he commands that these verses be placed in the heart everyone say the heart verse 7 teach to the children say the children teach to the children throughout the day verse 8 bind on the hand and the forehead verse 9 written on the post and the gates of the houses what verse should we keep in our hearts what verse should we teach the next generation what verse should we drill in our thought our thought patterns what verse should we have covered in our homes because of conversation hero israel the lord our god is one lord Come on, I, I remember being a little boy, about five or six, and my dad would look at me and he'd say, son, how many gods are there? How many gods are there? And I'd shout, there's one God, daddy. There's one God. You know what he was doing? He was making sure the one God message didn't go extinct in our generation. He was continuing it on. And I dare you, when you go to your restaurant with your kids, you ought to look at them and say, baby, how many gods are there? There's one God, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. I wish you'd shout one God. Come on, we can't let the one God message go extinct in this generation. We got to continue it. We got to preach it. We got to proclaim it. There's one God and his name is Jesus. Come on, the devils tremble at that name. They tremble at this doctrine. They know if you can get his identity, there's no impossibility that can hold you back. The New Testament calls this verse the greatest commandment. Mark 12, 28 through 30 reads, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, Which is the first commandment of all? Verse 29, And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Verse 30, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. The point is, when you recognize God's identity, love will always be birthed in your heart. When you recognize that he's the creator and the redeemer at the same time, when you recognize he's the first, 
and he's the last at the same time when you recognize he's the lion and the lamb at the same time love will be flowing in your heart praise will be dripping from your tongue worship will overtake your day because you understand the identity of the God you serve. I wish you'd shout Jesus the greatest commandment is to learn that God is one. The Bible is loud and clear. There's one God and his name is Jesus. Romans 3.30, seeing it is one God which shall justify. 1 Corinthians 8.4, there is none other God but one. 1 Corinthians 8.6, but to us there is but one God the Father. Galatians 3.20, but God is one. Ephesians 4.6, one God and the Father of all. 1 Timothy 2.5, for there is one God. I like this one here. James 2.19. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. The oneness doctrine is overflowing from this pure black book. Jesus is the very image of God. Amen. To all my young people, we can say it like this. Jesus is God's selfie. In other words, they're not distinct. They're not different. He's the same one, the same God, the same person. Come on, it's not separate. He is one God, and his name is Jesus. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Come on, you can see God in the face, in the image of Jesus. I wish you'd shout yes. Come on, I hope I'm not boring you with doctrine this morning. Like one song declares, it's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is in him. It's all in him. The mighty God is Jesus. And it's all in him. John 1.14 reads, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The miracle of the incarnation is easily defined this way. God put on human identity as a person put on a suit jacket or as a person put on a coat. It's not something difficult to understand or hard to describe. God just clothed himself in flesh. He didn't send a second person of the Godhead. No, God robed himself in flesh to come die for you and I. He climbed the ladder of heaven and came down to this world and became like a man so you can become like him. He became bound so you can become free. I wish you'd say thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is the Father. God is the Son. God is the Holy Ghost. And His name is He's one God with different manifestations. Just as I am one person with different roles. I am a proud husband to my beautiful wife, Alicia Kleindienst. I am a son to Doug and Ann Kleindienst. I am a brother to Zachary Kleindienst. But I am still one Man, 
The same goes with God. I wish you'd say that. The same goes with God. He's our creator. He's our savior. He's our comforter. But he's still one God. Come on, aren't you thankful for that revelation of the Godhead? It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in him. Matthew 6, 13, Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? Let's read what his disciples said. Matthew 16, 14 through 16 reads, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. I like this. He said in verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. The son of the living God. Peter was expressing the identity of God. He said, you are the Christ. You're God made visible through flesh. You're the prophesied plan. It's all in you. In return, Jesus then said to Peter, and I also say to you, thou art Peter. And on this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because Peter proclaimed who Jesus was, Jesus then proclaimed who Peter was. Peter, I want to build my church on people like you. Peter, you're like a rock. Peter, you're, you've got the keys to the kingdom. See, when you understand the identity of God, you will begin to understand your own identity. You will realize you're like a rock. You're like a pillar. You're like a firm foundation. Come on, no impossibility can stop those who know his identity. The gates of hell shall not prevail upon those who carry and hold the one God message. Come storm, come gates of hell, come sickness, come problems, come stress. We'll still be standing because we've got the revelation of the one God message burning in our heart. Come on, we know he's the first and the last. We know he's the healer and the savior at the same time. We know he's the redeemer and the restorer. We know, come on, he's God manifest in the flesh. Come whatever situation, I know the identity of the God I serve. And I can get through any impossibility. I wish you'd shout Jesus. Come on, the devil's another one God message to you. Come on, the devils believe that one God, that he is one God to you. I believe there's one God, one baptism, and one faith. Daniel eleven thirty two. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. We are a revelation away from demonstration this morning. We are a revelation away from exploits this morning. We are a revelation away from new dimensions this morning. If you can let the revelation of the oneness of God burn in your heart, I've come to tell you we will continuously see the miraculous. Those that know their God shall do exploits. Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say that I am? Though that question was to his disciples then, that question still needs to be answered by us now. Who do you 
say that Jesus is? Look at your neighbor and say, who do you say Jesus is? Is he just a mere man? Is he just a fairy tale created by the minds of Christians to make them feel better? Come on, is he just a good thought? What is Jesus to you? Or is he the fullness of the Godhead? Well, bodily. Is he God manifest in the flesh? Come on. Is he God robed in flesh? Is Jesus the almighty one? The one that destroyed death, hell, and the grave? The one that has your enemy under his feet? Is that who Jesus is to you? Or is he just a fairy tale made up? I've come to say to you, who do you say Jesus is? If you want my opinion, he's the almighty God, everlasting father. He's the prince of peace, the rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star. He's the redeemer of my soul. He's the healer of my sick body. Come on, his name is Jesus. He's the author and the finisher. Come on, let's all stand this morning. I believe while I was praying for this word that God gave me, he said, son, it's not a sermon. He said, preach to them a revelation. So I don't want you to feel like this is a sermon. I want you to feel like this is a revelation. And you've got to catch it. Amen. And I tell you, I believe that this revelation will birth demonstration. When you recognize that God is one. I believe the floodgates are going to come wide open. Amen. And you can experience the breathtaking supernatural. If you are battling with God's identity, I feel like here this morning, we need to come to the altar and pray for the revelation of the oneness of God. The revelation of the oneness of God cannot be taught. It can only be received in your heart. Amen. God wants to turn you into a rock of truth this morning. God wants to strengthen every cracked foundation this morning. He wants to give you the revelation of his identity. And you say, preacher, well, I've already got that revelation. I know that God is manifest in the flesh, justified of the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles, received up into glory. Preacher, I know that. I recognize that. Well, I feel this morning we need to let that revelation come back in our hearts again. I kind of feel like the scripture that says, return back to your first love. I feel like though we do realize that God is one, we need to come down to the front and say, God, I'm so glad I know your identity. God, I'm so glad that I know your name is Jesus. I'm so glad, Lord, that you've allowed me to see the light. You've allowed the scales to come off my eyes. And I know thou art Christ, the son of the living God.